Hey, y'all. Scotty Real. And the dude here. And we just want to shout out to our crew of listeners, growers, cannabis professionals, and recreational tokers. Otherwise known as the Dude Grows Crew. Who every week come through solid and donate their hard-earned money to produce this show. It's the support from our listeners that directly produces the Dude Grow Show and keeps the unbiased grow knowledge pumping out week after week after week, guys. You are the DGC, and there's strength in numbers. So please show us some love and help produce the next show by going to dudegrows.com and making a small donation. Respect. Come on, brother. Let's get high and start the show. Yeah. You're listening to the Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. They've... The, the listeners have heard us for a while. Should we get Steve on here with Aquaponics Source so we can okay, do that clip with us all hanging out and talking aquaponics? Absolutely, man. And just another great example of one of our listeners reaching out to us and saying, hey, guys, I got something to contribute. I know something. And we love it, man. The reason we do this is to, is to be part of the community and to, and to get to know some of the progressive growers out there, man. So it's been great. Let us know if you guys got something to share or you got something unique. So Steve stepped up, and we appreciate the hell out of him. Word. Well, here it is, guys. A grower sitting in with Dude Grows, Scotty Real, and Steve from the Aquaponics Source out here in Colorado talking about how to, to grow some weed with fish. Yes. Shit, yeah, man. Absolutely. This was killer. So this is Courtney from Colorado, definitely bigging up the dudes from the Dudo Show. You gotta check them out. Doing this talk with this brother guy, the good sense of, you know what I mean? You definitely want to keep it real. Dudegrows.com. What's up, y'all? We're back. We're back hanging out, and we're going to talk more aquaponics. Why? Because it's pretty freaking cool. Uh, we had this on a previous episode. I don't know the number off the top of my head. Do you, Scotty? No, nah, it was a 40, I don't know, somewhere in the mid-40s, We're going to get this cool search thing on our site, I think, Scotty, where... Uh, that that no agenda show we like you can search I think and put a word in and it'll actually search your uh, your your whole episode like it's some type of weird software right on man pretty interesting but um in cahoots with Google what uh I, like I said before you know the dude just used aquaponics a little bit I mean all I have is a couple of fish tanks and I use that water on uh you know my my rooted clones or small little tiny herb trays so that's Does like that my, even count man? I think kind of, I mean because it's kind of counts as it's like almost the same as uh, let's ask let's ask we got Steve here guys from the aquaponics source uh how you doing dude great thanks for having me on the show guys awesome let's uh yeah does that count let's start there the fact that I use some fish water to feed my uh my smaller plants and just refresh my tank with plain water is that the simplest form of aquaponics um i guess you could kind of call so. that aquaponics it'd be more no. cool can i put more that on my uh, organic hydroponics then? okay cool <laughs> nice um but yeah let's let's get into it with, with steve here how long uh, like i said again he's over at the aquaponicsource.com you guys got a storefront in longmont yes sir as well as a good online presence here and uh, how long have you been uh with aquaponic source been for the aquaponic source now for about a year and a half and uh, we've been working on um, aquaponics there aquaponic cannabis for the program for a little over two years yeah that's what really struck uh, a chord with me is that it's not just aquaponics but he's working refining a cannabis recipe yep 
pretty damn cool, man. The other nice thing about it is it translates over to everything else that we do with the fruit trees and all the other heavy feeding stuff. So it's, you know, we learn from the cannabis and can translate it to all of the everything else that we do. So it's really fun to work with. Yeah, I was talking to you earlier. You said something interesting to me. You said there's certain people in other states that are actually lining up to grow cannabis and they're practicing right now. Yep. They're in practice mode. What do they practice? What's a good plant to practice on if you're practicing to be a good cannabis grower? Sure. So a great uh, plant to use as an analogy plant to learn to grow cannabis if you're in a state that you're awaiting legalization is a tomato plant. Um, as far as nutrient-wise, they're very similar as, as far as how much they use calcium and magnesium and other things, and they're very good to get used to your nutrient levels and, and get used to growing with your, your tinkering and, and all that stuff. Yeah, right on. That's what I tell people, man. Become a good grower. You know, if you want to grow good weed, you're going to have to learn how to just the basic principles of growing. Exactly. So. And our classes revolve around, um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a few different things growing aquaponically indoors or outdoors or either way it's going to apply the so knowledge base we actually touch on both um we cover over the the pros and cons of each each method and you know some of the unique problems that you run into in um, greenhouse grows and how colorado is some of the first places to run into some of those problems thanks to our our legalization here and the legalization of greenhouse grows so yeah well I want to get into it with because, uh, of course, I have some concerns. But let's let's target like the person, which I'm sure your class is. I'm assuming target uh, that they they this is their first time they want to grow, or it doesn't have to be the first time. I'm sure there's growers like me that would love to learn how to do this better, and I'm interested because, like Scotty, a few episodes ago was saying he's been growing indoors for so long it's just getting boring for him. So when new things like this come along, it definitely sparks my interest. So take it from a standpoint of somebody that. Most people, let's say they can hang up a 600-watt light, and what do they need from there to get going? I mean, is that is that the minimum to start growing aquaponically? We're not going to use any outdoor light. We're doing it indoors. So, like, what's the minimum light? And uh, I don't want to say the minimum, but... Sure. Yeah, changing your nutrient source is not going to affect lighting in any yeah. way. Your lighting is going to be right. the same as any I soil. I a better question where it probably would start off good. What sure. the minimum size container to be able to support your, your fish in your water to be able to grow sure. and feed cannabis. So I would say the minimum to do two plants would be 40 gallons at bare minimum, just because you need a certain water volume to hold, maintain your pH, keep your microbes happy and maintain a healthy enough microbe colony in your aquatic layer, and along with uh, enough water volume to keep your fish happy and, and enough fish enough water to keep your fish alive and producing enough nutrients for your plants and now are we talking you could just set up a straight up aquarium i mean i used to have a 50 gallon aquarium it wasn't that big you know i mean you could do something like that and then oh. you cycle the water is that the, that's the concept absolutely um so i actually have my two of my mothers right above a 40 gallon breeder fish tank and <laughs> that's that's all they're in so you know you don't need anything particularly special as long as you have a grow bed and, and, a, and a fish tank reservoir um, that's all you need to get started. Yeah, um, this is why I'm into aquaponics, man, yeah. because it's freaking cool, man. The the key to growing aquaponically to make it work or not work is how you set up the root system and how you plant them, and that's really the key to success or non, non-success. Now, if you have a 40-gallon tank, I'm assuming that that's for – you're not necessarily – that tank can support fish life. There's, I, I guess you're not going to have um, – you're not doing that to have harvest fish. You're creating nutrient for the plants. Correct. You're not going to have big tilapia in there necessarily. What type, what type of fish would you have in a 40-gallon? So if you're going to do something as small as a 40-gallon, you could use Oscars or Paku or any um, any of your other smaller medi- to medium-sized uh, aquarium fish. You can even do a straight-up community tank, and, and that would be perfectly fine as well, as long as you had enough fish to produce enough nitrates for your uh, plants to be happy and get your nitrogen up and your phosphate availability, you'd be, you'd be set. 
Now, I mean, we've got three macronutrients that, mm-hmm. that we always think about, N, P, and K, yep. uh, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. Uh, different fish poop out different nutrient, you know, di- the, the different uh, fertilizer, I guess. Tell me how that works. Absolutely. So if you're going to grow in an aquaponic cannabis system, you definitely want to make sure you have a good balance of about 50-50 carnivores to herbivores. Um, the carnivores are going to consume more protein and thusly put out more nitrogen and uh, in their waste, whereas the herbivores are going to produce more plant or eat more plant matter for the most part. Um, most of them are omnivores, but um, they'll produce a lot more phosphate av- uh, available in the water. So you can kind of use that to adjust those two and then you can simply add um, potassium carbonate or potassium bicarbonate as, as your potassium supplement. What about what about the bloom booster fish? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Bloom Ooh. booster fish? Um, like the best that. way to bloom boost... Uh, it's $250. <laughs> it's a bloom booster fish, all right? <laughs> The best bloom booster we found for through fish is uh, giving them sugary fruits, actually uh, pineapples oh, and other stuff like that. Sure. You can actually, um, and, you know, the same way you would uh, add molasses to a soil, your soil grown, um, you can actually do something very similar by giving your, your fish very sugary fruit. Wow. So, I mean, uh, you know, I will always love talking about microbes. So mm-hmm. in my situations, the microbes are eating the food and then they're delivering it, using it as a, a delivery method mm-hmm. to the plant. Uh, so we've got one more degree of separation in here. We've got the fish eating the food yep. first. Do you use microbes in your soil? So uh, that's a great question. Um, so how we have our system set up and why aquaponics is unique towards other systems is uh, we use something called a dual root zone where we use tall pots and we fill the bottom half of it with hydrogen. We put a layer of burlap or other root permeable material and then we put uh, our you know our super soil mix above that. Um, the super soil mix allows us to supplement any additional nutrients that we have. Um, we pre-measure the amount of water that will go into that layer, reduce it by a third, and then we know we can add that amount of water into the soil layer and supplement any nutrients that we need to supplement uh, in order to make that plant thrive and give it a little extra boost, especially during the end of flower. Um, but the advantages to splitting it up and having the aquatic layer and the soil layer is you get the full biodiversity of all your terrestrial bacteria like you'd normally have in soil grown, and you get the full biodiversity of the aquatic bacteria and that lower layer that are actively being fed by your fish and everything else in the system. Damn, you can tell Steve is the teacher of these classes, right? You actually instruct on these classes, don't you? Absolutely. There's a cool video, guys, over on YouTube. Um, called Potent Ponics. Correct. Potent yeah, Ponics you is our YouTube Google channel. Potent Ponics, you'll pull up a cool, very simple, if you want to understand, it's titled Growing Medical Marijuana with Aquaponics. But, man, that's like what, dropping knowledge. Where's your soundboard, Scotty? Aren't you supposed <laughs> to hit in that, that little dropping knowledge clip? Post-production, man. But you right. are dropping science like Galileo dropped an orange, my friend. What about when these systems are going? It's more, Is it more like that once you have an established system, everything's in harmony? Mm-hmm. You plug and pull plants out of that, like you don't necessarily like that system just keeps going that bed. You don't like clean everything up and reset or anything. Nope. So what we do is we'll move our. Well, right now we have our separate system that we veg everything out in that we can just keep a, a light wall up just to maintain the the veg lighting. And then what happens is once they're up to a certain size, we'll move them into the other grow beds in the greenhouse and move them out into the uh, the flowering area where you know we'll lengthen the day at this time of year. But um, during the summertime and, and spring and, and fall, we don't need to at all. Um, but we just move the pots around, and since the pots contain you know 95% of the roots, if I prune a little bit of the roots when I'm replanting it, that's okay too. So uh, just draw me a picture here. Let, sure. let me get a picture in my head here. So we've got the pots sitting in, and is there water in the bottom of the pots? I remember we were talking about the hydroton layer and whatnot. So sure. So sitting the, in water? 
Sure. So we make sure that the layer, the divider that where the burlap is that splits the soil and the hydrogen is approximately an, uh, an inch above the, the flood layer. This way you don't get any water wicking into the soil and we can maintain ind both independent pH levels in the soil and the water so we can chelate more minerals per day. But also we can supplement that soil layer in any way that we need to. Wow. Without yeah, that's really getting cool. any of that supplementation into the water and affecting the fish in any way. So what about some points as a grower concern, I'll call it. I love to really flush out cannabis to its sure. extre extremity of ripening and the plants completely yellow. How, what options do you have with that? Isn't that? Is that a weak point of an aquaponic system where? Absolutely not. Um, what you can do is you could pull the plant out, sit it on your, yeah, so your uh, system, sit it outside yeah. for five minutes, flush the daylights out of it, put it back in your system, and do that maybe every two or three days, the last week or two of harvest, and you're going to get enough water through that. Um, the only stuff you're going to get from your fish water is a small amount of nitrogen and phosphate, but because you're getting it from a bioavailable source through your bacteria, it's going to affect the flavor. It doesn't affect the flavor in any way. So, or you can even, I'm thinking, as you said, pull the plant out. If you just want to remove it from exactly for flush, not an issue either. Simple enough. Um, what else, as far as I'm trying to think, oh, give me a bonus. There's got to be as far as taste. I mean, have you noticed if you've grown this strain, you know it, and then mm -hmm. you grew it in aquaponics? What different attributes will you see? Um, actually, we've actually uh, the last strain that we did as a control versus uh, um, the aquaponics was actually uh, Island Sweet Skunk, which I believe you've talked yeah. about previously yeah. on the show. Can I get a cut? Um, I love that strain. <laughs> actually, I have one going now, but I've seen a, a few different. Uh, Sure. We actually have a, um, a monster picture on our on our website there of a monster island sweet skunk, and that one the the flavor and the aroma was just unparalleled to the hydro and the soil, even the soil control. The soil was close, but so it, the soil control though was like kind of like whatever, somewhat organic natural soil. Yeah, like it wasn't like you're in peat feeding it GH three part or something. It was no, like, no, okay. But I, still, you said the the complexity and the, like differences in the flavors were just way more noticeable, oh, much and, more. That's cool, man. Now, what do you attribute that to? Um, so we, as far as we can tell, we can attribute it to all the different um, bacteria. The fact that the plant has twice the number of active bacteria available to its root system than any other form of growing. You have an organic uh, hydroponics. You only have the aquatic bacteria, even if you're running it where you're keeping all your microbes alive. You only have aquatic bacteria, which are in an aquarium, and those work great. But you're losing out on those uh, soil microbes that chelate things and make different minerals available at different levels as well. So, you know, you're getting the absolute maximum number of bacteria species available to your root system that you could possibly have. I dig it, man. I dig it. So I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to play the naysayers, like, not the naysayers, but again, more concerns. What about, sure. uh, They've been doing this since Thanksgiving, I know, man. Awesome. All right, I'm, I'm going to take the class. I just, you Absolutely. know, I'm trying to get the knowledge out there. People are concerned about, you know, let's say, uh, how about a difference in obviously people can grow herb to push mm -hmm. full-on weight and have a big chlorophylly you know mm -hmm. whatever bud that tastes horrible uh, I think it the was way cool bloom in the end man the last three days you just vomit with cool bloom yeah right before <laughs> harvest do you see a sacrifice at all in yield on genetics going um, across the board? Was there in that control, for example, how sure. did yield handle? So until um, we actually started off when we very first started the program with just putting them directly into the grow media. And what happened was we were having yield issues. And the, big, the issue was with potassium and phosphate um, and making those bioavailable. The, uh, now that we're using the dual root zone and we can supplement the, the upper part of the root zone, just like in nature, that's where you're, you know, the majority of your nutrients are going to be. You know, the upper four to six inches is where most plants chelate all of their micronutrients. Um, since we started doing that, we've had, you know, very similar, maybe sometimes slightly under, sometimes slightly over, but for the most part, running very similar to our controls. Yeah, that's slightly under with that 
fantastic flavor. Like as, yep. as I'm looking at a picture of you here on YouTube with some big old trees behind you hanging out. Yeah, um, boy. I mean, I think that's where, if you're in this at all, obviously for your own personal use or the market, that's what counts these days, man. The more and more yep. herb that's grown, um, the more important that it tastes great. And yeah, it's just awesome. We, uh, we actually have a new um, commercial model that we're working on to actually get rid of that last little bit of difference um, and we're awaiting results right now I don't have anything to share yet but um, we actually finished construction on that about two weeks ago so we're going to know uh, hopefully this new method of, of working just a, new, just a slight modification on the, okay, the dual on root zone current, and when you say stuff. commercial model what's, I mean I the idea is to basically to um, so the, the other benefits of aquaponics is the fact you're using 90% less water than traditional hydroponics because you don't have to dump your reservoirs and you don't have to, if you're in soil, you don't have to, um, you're, you're losing a lot of water because you, you pour it in there and it comes out the bottom and everything else. In aquaponics, you're recirculating that water over and over. So places like in California and stuff like that, their, they have, their water prices are going sky high along with, along with the electricity and everything else. So, you know, one of the best ways they could do that would be to switch to a more, um, less cost cost of or more cost effective way to, to grow and uh, and do it that way so we're trying to develop a model that would work better for dispensaries and other people that want to go on a larger scale and keep it organic um, do you have any commercial growers here in Colorado that are like close to making the switch or pretty darn interested in what you guys have going on um, we've uh, had two estimates for dispensaries cool. um, but we haven't um, actually had any uh, purchases yet but it's very you well, know I mean, you guys are very breaking, recent breaking ground and you yeah. want to have yep. to put the proof in the pudding which it looks like you're you're really figuring out i mean the concerns i've had i said are you know being able to flush right or when i want to add at this one point in bloom a nice sometimes i'll use a, a soul synthetic mix where i'm trying to get just for this water and i want to yep. get a little peek in it um, but it sounds like you figured out with that what would you call it like a dual root zone yep you can really achieve those things and then the removable uh now, when you're removing a plant from the system, these are net, net bottom pots is what they are? Um, yep. So do you have a ton of roots that you have to... No, not really. Um, we actually put a piece of burlap in the bottom, and the, the roots kind of hit the burlap and, and kind of okay. slow down. Um, so you do get a, a small percentage of roots, but you know we actually give them a quarter turn every day, so we're, we're actively pruning them pretty, pretty regularly anyway. So wow. you got to have good savings. I'm thinking your main savings in this, obviously, is nutrients. And when I... Yep. Like most people's spear, we're getting into something. I think the learning curve is getting it set up and uh, cycling and functioning properly, like a little ecosystem. But once that's happening, I'm assuming everything usually runs pretty damn stable. Yeah, it's very hard to crash it, especially if you're um, maintaining it properly because you have so many other microbes and other things going on. We have no root rot because there's so many other microbes that are actively out competing the, the root rot because it just never gets a chance to get colonized. Speak it's it, immediately, brother, speak it. <laughs> immediately eaten by something else. Um, we, we don't have a lot of the other problems that you run into with hydroponics because we have active microbes that are consuming any, any waste that's sitting around that's going to get funky and get... Hold you on, know. Scotty's salivating, talking about microbes. <laughs> man, I, I ain't talking no shit, man. Oh, I, I love it, I love shit. it. What about now pest control? Mm -hmm. um, what can I, I mean, I love as a direct and as a max. I think you can use those products fine on the top end of your canopy and stuff. What do um, you guys do if for? You, if you ta tarped off your grow bed, you could. We actually, I don't like those because neem, uh, can actually, or neem extracts can actually kill your bacteria. Um, it's actually something else that can be a concern for organic hydroponic All right, all right. People. I, gotta I gotta get a take on that real sure. quick because I've heard from multiple people um, that should definitely know what they're talking about as far as saying, if you want to, and I do it myself, you know, I drench probably maybe four times in a grow with a pretty heavy Azimax to my soil. 
just for the heck of it. I want to get it in the plant systemically. I was told that that plays friendly with everything else I'm using. Sure. And it's not an issue. But you're saying it is having a negative effect on some soil life or uh, beneficial bacteria? I'm not sure if Azimax is, but I know that other neem products definitely, in our testing, cr immediately crashed our system and ki they basically killed the nitrifying bacteria when they well, made it. Well, and into that's the probably a little. We're talking a few different bacteria between what's yeah. working well in aquaponics versus living soil per se. But uh, regardless, so what what do you guys use um, when a problem presents itself? If it's let's go to the basics, mildew, mites, um, and then down below in the, I mean, your root system sounds like it's always money, but uh, sure. unless it can it be problems with bugs and stuff. Sure, so for uh, mites, um, we really like kapow. Um, it's castor oil and lemongrass oil. It doesn't seem to have any effect on the bacteria or okay. the or the, the fish. Um, for powdery mildew, we actually will use um, potassium bicarbonate or we'll use um, monopotassium phosphate, um, either or mixed up in a, in a little bit of a solution and we just use as a foliar and um, that works really well. The other stuff that we'll occasionally use for powdery mildew, uh, especially if I happen to, this first time I discover it, it's on two or three leaves, I might hit that area with serenade, especially if it's before, you yeah, know, early off in flower, sure. just because I love using the, the bacteria rather than some I other I sprayed form. it once in the house and my wife was just like, what the hell, oh, man? man? What the hell did you do? Definitely smells stinky. funky. <laughs> uh, humidity issues potentially inside with this type of setup because of, you know, you get water everywhere pretty much. Sure. So in Colorado, and if you have, um, creates just it's not, not too much. Yeah. In Colorado, it's not really a problem. I actually have quite a few fish tanks in my house and I don't know if it ever gets above 40 yeah. aside from my AP systems. And I think like I'm the only guy also. in Colorado with humidity issues, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, true. but yeah, if you're in a, in a more humid state, you know, you might need to ventilate a little bit more, but, um, that's something that you should be doing if you have a grow room anyway. So you right. know, generally with normal ventilation, it's not too much of an issue. It's maybe in, in some parts of Florida, but that would be about the only, only place that we've ever had any kind of issues. But again, that's really easy to solve. You know, you could take your same potassium bicarbonate you use for pH up, mix in a little bit of water and just spray the walls, raise the pH, that stuff yeah, will grow. Yeah, what do you guys keep your pH at? close to neutral uh, so we keep our ph around 6.8 and how often is uh, uh once the system's stabilized if that's a word for it mm -hmm. do you are you adjusting p once a day you check it so what, what happens is all your nitrifying bacteria um will actually lower the ph over time so you need to have something like calcium carbonate or sorry uh dolomite which is magnesium calcium magnesium carbonate or some other um substance in a, in a little pouch or something mm -hmm. to dissolve which will help balance it out and if you have that amount right you can actually kind of ignore your ph it'll stay dead on as long as you're feeding the fish the same rate okay. that's going to dissolve at the same rate and hold your ph steady and it'll also add your your calcium for you which is really yeah. nice wow that sounds cool so you can basically have your CalMag stabilize your ph for you well, what's up with, I want to talk about your classes here real sure. quick. It looks like you got a few different classes. Aquaponics Immersion course mm -hmm. uh, is one. Aquaponics Fundamentals course. Yep. Um, and then topic focus classes. What's like, yeah, I'm assuming aquaponics fundamental course is your intro course if you want to come take a class. So um, actually, our I'm assuming the immersion course is done inside a fish tank. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the um, the fundamentals is a one day. Um, the immersion is a two day. Um, and the fundamentals, you just build a... <coughs> Sorry, a little one-bed system. In the uh, immersion, you build a three-bed system, which is much larger. Um, and those are specifically on aquaponics and not necessarily geared towards cannabis, although they do touch on some of the grow methods. Um, and then we have a separate, I teach a nine-hour class all about cannabis production and, and aquaponics as well as... And that is that the potent ponics course? Yep. The potent. I like it. We have a is that separate, officially the name? 
Yep. Sweet. Potent Ponics will be our brand line for all of our, our cannabis-related uh, aquaponics and uh, is that a stuff. Saturday or Sunday class? You said nine-hour class? Um, yes, it's a one-day. It's uh, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and we cover everything. Harvest, curing, some extractions. Can you smoke while you're in school? I was just thinking um, the same thing. How <laughs> fucked up is that, man? I was thinking the same thing. I thought to myself, oh, I'll just eat an edible. I'll be fine. I don't think any of us will, uh, will say anything if the, <laughs> it smells a little strange outside. Don't smoke before you go to class, guys. Yeah, you definitely need to remember ear, right out the though. other. <laughs> hey, man, that depends on the individual. I say, I, I know people that they're not getting their degree in accounting unless they smoke when they go to class. <laughs> so it just depends on how your brain works. And they are older than 21, and their brain is fully developed. Just there's so much damn news hype about the brain and weed. But uh, regardless, let's um, – yeah, man, I, we were talking earlier. Let's get something going on for our listeners. I mean, can we do a little promo for you guys somehow? Sure. We're going to give out a, a free uh, voucher for a class today. So um, however you guys want to – Want to decide that? Um, cool. Sounds awesome. We'll have Let's that do the raffle right now. Oh my God! I won. Scotty, you oh, won. Right. Scotty crazy, won, dude. I know. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna take one of these. I. Uh, I want to see mainly like I, I like the once it's going the simplicity of it, and then assuming. I mean, I'm gonna be saving money on the nutrients are pretty uh, com- compared to what the nutrients we need for our fish. I'm assuming that's like a quarter of the cost of any of this retail on the shelf. You know hydroponic nutrients and stuff like yep. that big savings yep so especially during during bloom you can supplement with your standard soil bloom organic soil blooms and stuff like that but you're again you're only supplementing that tiny you know the half of a pot soil layer you're not having to dose an entire pot or an entire hydroponic system um so you're ending up you're going to end up using about a fifth to a sixth of the nutrients in, in your overall run um, and the fact that you have all those living bacteria makes them immediately bioavailable because they're instantly consumed and converted into stuff Word. I, I think it. what should we do, Scotty? Like, uh, you know, guys, man, do comment section and tell them like, yeah. you, why you want to do this. Leave us a comment that somewhere says I want in. That would be over on DudeGrows.com, right on the homepage. You'll see uh, if you go hit show, the episode and scroll down. Yeah, show forty nine. We'll just have show forty nine. It'll be front and center, right there. Um, yeah, hit up some comments of uh, why you want to take this. I, I, I'm sorry for all you listeners that are everywhere else in the world. But uh, obviously, this is going to pertain to people here in Colorado. Unless somebody wants to fly out and hang out, you know. You know, I'm not sorry because this shit's global, man. This shit's nationwide. He's all over YouTube, which is cool as hell. If you need help and you're really interested in this, you can do it, man. It don't matter. But if I'm you're also in- seen with the grow house here in Colorado that does aquaponics. They do courses. Uh, people like come. It's their vacation. They'll like come out here from all yeah. over the nation to do a class, which is pretty sweet. So I mean, yeah, yeah this but- will pertain to anybody if you want to come on out and hang out. Yeah, I know you've got guys in Florida that are giving it a shot, right? And yep. the, we also yeah. have friends in Florida that also do classes, so it's all over. You know, you can find a, a place near you to learn how to get started in aquaponics, and then, uh, you know, through our YouTube channels, we'll have regular stuff put out soon, and we'll have a whole new website all devoted just for cannabis called Potent Ponics. Yeah, man, there's no better time in the world to, to be interested in things and to learn, man. I mean, you can become an expert smoking weed in your underwear, man. You know, I <laughs> love it. I love this world. I'm going to have to try and get my hands, guys, on some of that uh, IS. The potent ponic sweet skunk, we'll call it, because I want to give that a comparison. I'm, I'm like excited to try and taste that. So yeah, I want to see the dude add a little bit of fish into his dank, man. Well, we always talk. I mean, it's a completely different thing. We say about how the fish brings the dank when we're adding sure fish does, fertilizer man. at the proper sure times does. and bloom, and such a great uh, byproduct of the industry, the fish industry that works great in indoor gardening. 
Um, so you heard it, guys. Uh, Steve, did we forget anything? Any important points you want? Or I got a question. So say sure. that I, you know, I mean, definitely uh, piqued my interest. So say I wanted a starter system for this. Mm-hmm. What would help me build a starter system? Sure. So you're going to need a minimum 40-gallon reservoir, okay. and then you're going to need some kind of grow tray that's a minimum of, I'd say, at least six or eight inches deep, just so you can at least get the bottom half of your, your pots um, fully submerged and, you know, set yourself up with a flood and drain system and get started that way. So like a three-by-three three or something, a three-by-three three tray over? Yeah, you could even get away with something as small as a two-by-four, um, but a three-by-three three obviously would be better. I say ramp the four-by-four, four guys, and all this we're talking about if you have a Local grow store, anyway, they, they all carry these hydroponic trays for flood tables, and they'll, they'll work great. You can probably build your own thing with pond liner or something if you'd like as well. Um, but, yeah, go ahead from there. I mean, growing media for it, hydrotin? Uh, hydrotin, you know, you can use grow stone. You can even use um, river rock. As long as it's pH inert and it won't alter your pH, it's safe to use. Even some lava rock, so they'll be careful with lava rock because it can leach other a strange things. silica rock, maybe? But uh, silica rock's fine as well. Interesting. Yeah, whatever you want to do. Interesting. And then, so what are we out of a three by three? I mean, I guess I can put that under a 600 or something like that. Mm-hmm. A couple pumps, right? Three by, so yeah. So you just need, just need a pump on a timer and, okay. uh, you know, your standard flood and drain plumbing and, and set yourself up. You want to set the, the flood up on 15 minutes on, 30 minutes off, and, and you're ready to risk. Basically setting up the, the typical flood and drain, yep. except you're adding fish and, yeah, getting it going. And as all the hydro people know, um, the water, when it goes up and down, acts as a diaphragm and helps your plant root, basically breathes for your plant roots, which is the other advantage to growing the way that we're growing in aquaponics is you get that nice, real good gas exchange, and it forces that air through your, even your soil layer as long as you have it planted at the right depth, which basically power breathes your, your soil and your, your lower root zone and gets that real good gas exchange to get that growth speed up. Damn, Sweet. man, I like it. I'm going to take your class, homie. I'm 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 for reals, man. Maybe we'll take a we'll take that class when the when the listener wins the class. We'll hang out with somebody. That's what we like to do is hang out. That's right, man. Uh, so yeah, hit it up, guys. The AquaponicSource.com. You heard it. Free nine hour class being offered up. Go comment on this episode. Tell us why you need it. Why you need to grow the dank. And we'll definitely get somebody uh, learning. And Steve, we appreciate you being on the show. And if you see us, th- if you see us there, don't get us high before, man. All right, I want to remember this shit. Nothing like talking talking aquaponics here in the in the pepper grow room with lights everywhere when it's like six degrees outside. <laughs> Love so it, appreciate man. you coming down in the Absolutely. cold weather and snow. And yeah, guys, hopefully we'll uh, have Steve back for a sitting. It'd be cool to hang out after uh, I, I take the class and yeah, bullshit about what's going on, what's growing on. Sorry. <laughs> Hell yeah, Steve. Thanks a million, buddy. Very cool. Thank you, guys. Work, guys. All we'll right. be right back. Dude grows.